Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Corby LaCroix, and the song you're hearing right now is called Great and Mighty One, available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your music. But for now, here's your host and my friend, Aaron Conrad. All right, everybody, welcome to the uh, the unscripted one-on-one podcast slash video. And if you're watching this on, on uh, the blog you're, or, or YouTube, um, I, I am so excited about today. This is uh, the second time I've done one, but um, I'm really excited to introduce you all to uh, a brother of mine, um, just, just a guy that uh, we'll get into it in a minute, but somebody that whenever somebody asks me, I always say he's a guy I met on the internet. Which always it always comes off a little awkward, and I'm like, well, wait a minute, let me let me explain. Uh, and so we'll get into that in a second. But um, you know, he's one of my band of brothers, uh, a guy that that we've walked through some fires together. And honestly, um, if you're seeing this, this is the and correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan. This is the third or fourth time we've maybe seen each other face to face. Yeah, if you <laughs> count this person face, twice, yeah, right? I think this is number three. It was like Greensboro. The original one for my 40th birthday, and then right. here, here we are. Here so. we are. So welcome to the club if, if you're seeing this. So um, let, me, let me introduce you to uh, a guy that, that I just care so much about. Uh, I'm so thankful he's jumping on with me today, and uh, we're just going to rip it up for, for a half hour and see what happens. But I can't wait to introduce the world to Ryan Grammatico. So Ryan, why don't you introduce yourself, uh, tell us who you are, uh, where you're from, and uh, where you are now. Thank you. Uh, hey guys, uh, I'm Ryan Grammatico. As Aaron just said, uh, I'm a I'm originally from a beautiful metropolis known as Flint, Michigan, uh, and now I've moved my way down to Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'm down here. I'm a I'm a loving father. Uh, I have two older daughters, meaning 16 and 18, uh, but there's a little seven month old boy creeping around here. So uh, it's exciting world I'm living in. An amazing wife. And just living in a sometimes upside down place, but trying to keep it all right side up, you know. So uh, that's just the main intro of who I am, a fervent believer and a lover of my family and our community. So hello. That's awesome. That's awesome. And we'll jump into what you do for a living in a minute, because I think that's going to be a bulk of really what I want to I want people to hear. Uh, I want them to hear your heart and what you do really for every day when you go to work, which is awesome. But uh, so let's jump back into that. We met. And you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but I think we met on the internet, truthfully. Um, I believe um, I was searching for, I wanted to bring the movie, um, what was it called? Um, Lord, 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 save Lord, us from your followers. Our, that's right. <laughs> save us from our fo- from your followers, right? Yeah. And, and uh, in order to do it, you had to get like 50 people, I think. Uh, into a theater, you had to get people, 50 people committed. And then uh, from there, you know, they, once you got enough people, then they would agree to bring the theater. So I had to call a number and I believe that number led to you. Uh, Is that correct? That's 100% it. All right. And then from there, man, our conversation just took off. Uh, It was one of those divine moments, honestly, I believe, uh, because since then you've become a brother to me and uh, man, we have been through it. Uh, And how long ago was that? 2008? It had to be 20, 2008. Yeah, it had to be 08. So right. that's, yeah, it was. That's crazy. It is crazy. So 12 years ago, man, we've been through it in 12 years. Uh, and, and again, I'm just, I'm just blessed to call you friend and, and brother. And um, so anyway, what you do for a living, um, can you tell everybody, explain to them what you do for a living? 
Yeah, that's not a problem at all. So I work for an organization here in Charlotte called Right Moves for Youth. And we are the premier provider of social and emotional groups for students in middle and high school inside of the school system. So we partner with kids. We do college and career readiness, life skills development. Uh, we help them walk through the path of everyday life. But our main thing we do is honestly, we help build a better life through extraordinary relationships. And if we can, we figured out that we do good relationships and groups then students are more likely to develop into successful adults. And that's where the, the main genesis of the work is. Um, and so it's, it's really empowering and powerful. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it uh, for the world. The, the irony is for the past 10 years, I've been in the program, meaning direct service to students. And just as of July 1st, I actually transitioned to, I'm our new community engagement director. So I'm working with partners after knowing what we do and kind of connecting in and keeping them engaged, but also doing all the fun stuff like social media and websites and all those crazy things that are out there. But um, group work, helping kids stay whole uh, in, in, in spite of situations and circumstances. So with, with where we are today, um, I know that that's near and dear to your heart because I would say a majority of your students that you help that I've seen, and again, I'm from a 30,000 foot perspective from where I'm coming from in Ohio and not, not Charlotte, but, uh, and we, we were close. We were so close so to close. Charlotte, right? <laughs> so close. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> but from where I sit and from what I see on your social media and things like that, um, I believe that um, you, you are dealing with a, a, a really a group that's very diverse but also a group that's very much trying to be heard right now. Is, is that fair? And can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with you in that statement. Um, we are, our work is primarily in Title I schools, which means that it's usually high poverty. Uh, challenges abound in, in most of our work, but not all of our work is in Title I and, and with huge detrimental challenges. But most of our students are minorities. Uh, in fact, I think 4% of our students are Caucasian. The rest are either primarily African-American, about 75% of our population of our students. We serve roughly 1,500 students every year. So it's a large population of students. Charlotte has a, um, has a, a reputation, a history of being a banking capital in this country. And, uh, you know, good old South and all the good stuff like Bank of America and, uh, you know, and all the other banking systems, Wells Fargo and things like that capital. But uh, the truth is we're very segregated. Uh, there are many statistics and stories. In fact, I would challenge everyone to go and read uh, the opportunity report uh, that demonstrated that Charlotte in Mecklenburg County, it's the 50 worst, 50th worst uh, city to live in to try to escape poverty if you're born into it. So young people are almost impossible to get out of it unless they have a lot of supports around them. And unfortunately, as big as our city is, it's tough to really surround them all the time. And that's really what your role is in the day-to-day is to be one of those supports, right? 100%. We partner again with the school district. We were originally founded by the police department and in ironic fashion in today's world, right? With what we're dealing with uh, and what our students are who are minorities having to wrestle against their perceptions of the police and law enforcement. Uh, We get to, you want to talk about a luxury and a curse at the same time. 
we get the opportunity to help kind of blend them together and help them understand that not everybody does bad things and that we're just trying to help them navigate through it. In fact, some of our best partners are some of the officers that work inside of schools or in certain parts of our city and have come alongside these young people. And they're like, wow, you're just like me, or you're just like my dad, or you're just like my cousin. It's just, you're a human being. And the same thing back for the police officer. Wow, you're just a teenager like I used to be. And let's kind of uh, bridge that gap together. And that's been our major work, especially over the past, I'd say four years, uh, has been really working to um, connect students and increase their social capital in, in their own city as much as we can. And you've done some cool stuff. Like you guys went to the All-Star game when it was in Charlotte. Uh, I've, I've seen, and that's probably just the fun side of the job, I would yeah. think. Or is that, you know, I, I would guess every day is not the All-Star game, but um, I've got, you've seen, you've seen some really cool stuff and you've done some really cool stuff and they've seen what I, from what I've seen from your social media and things, um, they've had an opportunity to do some things that some of us would never have a chance to do, which is incredible. Yeah, you nailed it. Um, I think one of the main things that we're always trying to do is expose young people to opportunities. So whether that was being chosen by LeBron James to uh, be his charity of choice at the All-Star Game and win $350,000, and it might be the only time I've ever rooted for LeBron. So <laughs> just to put that out there, right. uh, MJ for life. Um, but But like, a student that's never seen a Broadway musical. So taking them to see, uh, you know, Sound of Music or Hamilton or who's never been to a Hornets basketball game, who's never been to a Panthers football game or who's never been on a college campus. We get the opportunity to expose them. Or one of my favorites was last year, we went to the Microsoft headquarters here and had students take a business tour of what it's like to work inside Microsoft. So they saw a casual environment. They saw a really cool campus, um, they had a really great opportunity to kind of see a basketball court on the campus that people were using at lunch. So like, Oh, wait, you guys play ball. Like, yeah, we do that. It's a way to break and things like that. So did you drop a triple double on them? Yeah. Don't Hey, today was a good day. You know what I'm saying? That's how we always keep it. Right. Absolutely. Uh, So that was, that's the big thing is helping students see that there is more and not just the current situation you're in. It's you've got to be forward thinking. You've got to honor where you are, but you have to be willing to put in the work to get to where you really want to be. Right. And so and you're I think you're putting a point on the horizon for them too, to where without that, where, you know, where are they going to go? What are they going to do? There's you're giving them the opportunity to say there's more, but you got to work for it and achieve it. That's that's awesome. Well, Aaron, you, you nail one part in particular, you know, our our mission is to help provide resources and guidance to help students graduate high school. But the main thing is with a plan for their future success. So whether you're going to college, whether you're going to get a job, whether you're going into the military or uh, whether that all falls apart, you've got to be strong enough and resilient enough to keep the plan going. So at the end of the day, we want productive young people to become productive adults. And so if they decide they go in the military and after three years, it's not for them. Well, good. How do we teach you how to make a plan? How did we work on uh, when you fail, if you got fired from a job, not to give up, not to go down a negative route, but to take what you've learned and still stay connected to your source of support and keep moving forward. Right. And, you know, using a, an old John Maxwell a mode of failing forward. So like, right. it's okay to fall down, but it's yep. going to be more important about how you get up. Yep. And again, I, I promise our audience, this is unscripted. Um, and so uh, we we have not rehearsed this. I don't. <laughs> I didn't send you anything. Uh, we had a small discussion about what why when I invited you on. But um, and and I I say that because I want people to hear the passion, uh, because I believe in in your heart that that's what that probably takes for that job every single day. 
Um, and I think that transitions maybe to my next question for you. And that is seeing what you're seeing right now. How heartbreaking is it for you? And for anyone listening, what what are ways that we can help? And I, I, I did the one um, last week with our guys from the Destroyers. And, 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 and to me, it was just great to hear their, their, their passion and, and all that as well. But that was my question to them is, how do we move forward as a society? Um, so two questions for you. One is, um, how heartbreaking is this for you right now? And Because it's close to you. Um, and two, what is your recommendation from somebody that's living this every day? Um, what's your recommendation on how we can start to advance forward and not just make noise anymore? How do we how do we advance forward? Yeah, let me let me start from that personal side you mentioned about what's it like for me. I'm a I'm an empath. I'm an ENFJ. I am like I feel everything. Uh, it, I've not what used to I thought was a curse in my life of feeling everything. I've now realized this is a I'm a borderline superhero because I can <laughs> I can feel with everybody and I know what it's like. Um, even though I may not be down those paths, but in terms of today's current, you know, culture and what we're dealing with, I grew up in a high poverty area. I come from abject poverty. We were in the welfare system. So some of those socioeconomic things I connect with neighborhoods I connect with. So I recognize a lot of the young people that we work with in our community as people that were like my friends growing up. So I see them and I hear them. Right. And that hearing is the part where I would transition when people say, what can I do? Um, I have to pause and almost think some days it feels like I can't do anything. If I'm just being honest, I'm unscripted. I, I don't know really what impact that can actually make, but I heard a wise thing. I'd say just a few weeks ago, you know, seek less to be understood and seek more to understand. Right. And that's going to require one major thing. And that's asking better questions instead right. of just going, why did you do that? Or why do you feel like that? There are many deeper ways than just some, you know, it's just some close ended questions. It's just getting, getting, you've got to build a relationship. You've got to get close. You got to change your proximity and you have to be willing to get uncomfortable. If you're coming from the white lens, which I do, I come from a, uh, I'm Caucasian as much as you can tell I am as white as they come. Although the students who call me Mr. G kind of argue that some days. Um, <laughs> but like the idea that I've got to be willing to be uncomfortable, that I've got to go sit on a porch sometimes and help lean into some of the pain and say, I'm sorry. Um, and I'm with you in this. And the key always, no matter what, is when you start the journey, you have got to stay consistent and you got to keep showing up. You yeah. can't do this for a week. You can't just put a black box on your social media and think you just changed the world. Right. Cause no one's listened to that right. because you know what, you're going to jump on the next cool thing that's happening. Right. So if you're not literally staying in conversations, if you have neighbors who look different than you and you're not having conversations just about how are you, if you've got black friends and you haven't asked, Hey man, how are you doing? Just in an honest conversation. I would say that you need to start there is just asking good questions, being genuine and authentic. And then the key is just going to be love, right? I don't mean to be cliche. No. But like, what do you need in a situation? Right. And if you were oppressed, if you were held down, or if you even had the lens that you thought you were, what would you want from someone? Right. And I just try to, you know, my practical steps typically are like, be what I want somebody to do for me. It's not going yeah. rule, you know, walk those steps. All those kinds of things are really vital. And I'm seeing the outcome of that where students are still calling me saying, Hey, Mr. Yeah. G, I'm, um, I'm dealing with this right now. I need you. Or just even in positive stuff. I just, I'm just turned 26 and I'm having a baby and I'm married and like all these 
powerful things are happening in the world. Um, it's so cool to be a part of, but they, they rely on me because I've always been there. Yeah. And I don't turn my back and I don't say, well, you're wrong. I don't invalidate feelings. I don't care what I think right. because their, their feelings are real. That's Man, that's, that, and that's it. And I think there's two things that, as you were talking, there's two things that I, I take out of that is one is your, your background, where you grew up. I mean, I grew up in Cleveland, as you know. And so yeah. I think in, in some ways, you know, we, we grew up in, in areas that, that I, ne- I never knew any different. Um, that, that, you know what I mean? Um, everybody was just human. Uh, I didn't see anything else. And so I think that helped. And then for you too, I know I'm such a fan of, of your, your beliefs and your faith. Um, I think those two things, our faith teaches us that that's where we start. Uh, it doesn't matter what church you go to. It doesn't, you know, any of those things. I think that the core belief, it starts with, with, you know, love does believing in others. And like you said, it's cliche, but it's our faith. And if we can't start there, um, I'm not sure what we can do and, and growing up as we did um, and then stepping into our faith. I think those two elements were, were at least on the path, you know, and that, that maybe it's not for everybody, but I think it, it for, for me, I know, and, and, and I know definitely for you as I've watched and witnessed your life, um, I've seen that for sure. Well, Aaron, I, I find that some of the biggest, like monumental moves of love have happened from the church. It's right. been powerful. Yeah. But some of the most damage and some of the most hurt that we've ever seen ever has been from that same church. Right. Uh, you know, our, our country was founded allegedly on, on uh, religious beliefs and all these different things. But honestly, it was on capitalism and money and on the backs of people and using those things. And it was always about classism. Right. And so as we segmented people and kept them separated, the church wasn't uh, didn't abstain from that. They preached messages where they said, if your skin was dark, you were in sin and God didn't love you. And, and slave masters use scripture against people and all these different things. And it's like, well, man, we really screwed it up. But I am a firm believer that God stays faithful to those who are faithful. Mm-hmm. And as long as we stay that course. And right now, in fact, I'm really in my life cycle right now. There is a verse that's been standing out in Exodus 14, 14. God will fight for you, but you have to remain still. Mm-hmm. Like you have to let him lead that battle and you have to ask, what do you want my steps to be? Not, I don't need to run into the middle of the fight and then say, now, what do you want me to do? Cause I already <laughs> kind of ruined the space, right? I got to go, God, I'm trusting you to fight. And fighting means that you're going to use me, my family, my community, my influence, my impact to really help bring some change to what there is in this world. I mean, uh, for such a time as this, you know? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, man. So, um, and, and I don't want to transition too fast away from that because I think this is powerful. And I, I, I don't, again, I don't know who's going to hear it, uh, who's going to see it. Maybe it's just me and you talking, which is yeah. awesome. <laughs> if that's it, uh, then I'll take that for sure any day of the week. Um, but uh, how can they help? How can anybody that hears this help? Is, is So is Right Moves, a, is it a, um, do they accept on I mean, again, yeah. who knows where this thing could land? And if somebody that, that wants to be generous and again, this is unscripted. You didn't even know I'm going to ask this. And maybe you say there's no way you can help. I don't know. Uh, but I want to make sure that we have that platform for you. So is there a way somebody can help write moves or support it? That's good. Thank you. Uh, I will tell you, like, one of the first things, if you're in the Charlotte area, like in Charlotte, Mecklenburg proper, uh, we could definitely use volunteers. You know, this is a weird time with pandemics and school being virtual and all the stuff we're dealing with in North Carolina. Uh, we need people who we have staff that facilitate groups still virtually. We just need people to be support in the space and could use uh, guest speakers to tell their stories and like businesses to kind of share what's going on so we can keep it virtual until, 
you know, we can get through all of this. That's, that would be like really a main thing, but truly um, we, we're, we know that we serve uh, 1500 students, but we're in a, we're in a school district of 150,000. And there are so many more kids that need it. And the only way it's going to happen is with money. And that's, you know, I'm not trying to grovel or beg or anything like that, but I'm telling you, you go to rightmovesforyouth.org and there is a donate button. And I don't care if it's $5 or come on 1 million. I'm not, I'm not scared of it. But the fact is all that money is put to the use that will help young people. And we've seen it. We've seen graduation rates increase. We've seen connection to things. We've seen more kids go to college. We've seen more kids get in less trouble. Like that's important because those things will impact their future. Absolutely. So give your time, give that treasure. Like, honestly, like it will matter uh, to that. And I'm not just saying like, oh yeah, we use it all for overhead. No, I mean like it goes direct service yeah. and we give it to those young people because one of the things that also, if you're not like, oh, I don't have money, but I'm, I can give you tickets to football, even though we don't have football right now, but like things that could be donated, gift cards, like we incentivize students. Those kids go to sporting events and they go to different things because they earned it. They came to school. They didn't get in trouble. They stayed connected. They did what they were supposed to do. And we're using, we're dangling carrots. So if you've got carrots in all those different fashions of gold, diamond, fruit, vegetables, I don't care. Like send it on down. And so whether it's gift cards or cash, like donations, things like that, honestly, it could be used. And it's in such a powerful way uh, to see real work happen. And tell me, tell me, and again, I, I, I promise you all this is unscripted. Yes. We did not we had, we did not rehearse this. I had no plans to do this, but I do want to give everybody that platform. So tell 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 them one more time what's that at web address. Yeah, the web address is www.rightmovesforyouth.org. Okay. And you can also if you're on any social media platform, if you look up Ryan Grammatico, uh, that's a fun spelling. Hopefully Aaron put it in the comments down below like they do. <laughs> it'll be there. It'll be there. <laughs> um, but find me, DM me. I would love to answer questions. I know sometimes people are like, I don't really know much about them. Holler. Like I will, I'm an open book. I will have the same conversation with everybody we can because I just believe in telling the story and letting them see the impact that's really truly happening and not just some fluff piece of a beautiful website, but like real impact happening in this world, making change. Yeah. Well, and I I can promise you, if you call Ryan, you may end up (laughs) on a zoom call 12 years later, like we are right now. But uh, one other thing I'd recommend too, um, having thought and been, you know, this close to moving to Charlotte um, is uh, waiting for Superman. Wasn't that primarily uh, a documentary about Charlotte schools or, or at least just the, the, or Charlotte Mecklenburg schools or there was a portion. I mean, I remember Harlem was highlighted. Um, I feel like there was a portion in Charlotte. Forgive me. It's if not, it was very relevant. Oh yeah. Without Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, So our charter schools and all that kind of thing. And and honestly, that was a factor in our decision uh, because we've got a great school system where we are and, you know, everybody was happy where we were. And uh, that was a challenge for us in Charlotte was the school system. Well, I I mentioned the the fact that we've got 150,000 students, a big city, one school district. Like that's, that's wild. Like if you have a, a really well, let's call it a wealthy school with resource and all they have with high property taxes that can pour into the school. And then you have one right in the cut, like it's going to be two different worlds, but it's supposed to be the same education from the same district. How's a district. It's just tough. It is a challenge and we're segregated. So people in their Southern ways, and I'm not knocking my Southern brothers and sisters, but there's still history. That's not too far away. I mean, we're literally what we're just 50 years removed from people being able to vote and all sorts of stuff that was never existed before. Um, So we, we have work to do in the city 
And, um, you know, we see a lot more uh, chargers popping up, but the school district is really doing some major work. They're bringing in partners. They're really trying to make impacts, but it's, a, it's, it's going to take time. Yeah. And the, but it'll, it'll move quicker if we have people rallying around that cry of saying, hey, we can make a better world for everybody. Right. Uh, one other thing while we're on that, that topic of compassion, because that's your, your day job yeah. is not your only compassion. Yeah. Um, I know that you and I have, have um, donated, I think, to, um, uh, is it Equitas? Am I saying yeah, Equitas. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Equitas. So can you talk a little bit about Equitas real quick since I know yeah. that you're friends? And it is Equitas. I'm sorry. You're right. I was just saying go Equitas. But um, so Equitas is, a, is an amazing um, organization that provides education in Malawi, Africa. And so with the work that they did a few years ago, I had the opportunity to fly to Malawi, meet some partners, dig part of a well, build a well pump. Like it was awesome meeting with kids like from another part of the world and not just one of those like Sally Struthers, like look at this hungry kid thing. Like, but I was exposed, like I'll tell you one of the greatest exposures I ever had was when I looked at a kid and I'm like, hey man, what's it, what's it like being this, like you're in poverty like this, are you okay? And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm not poor. He, right. We told him he was poor. He didn't think he was because he's living in his oh, life and his world, but we were in comparison. Yeah. So, right. but Equitas does amazing work uh, with my friend, good buddy, Steve Cook, uh, does a great opportunity to build, um, like I said, schools, education in these rural villages where they don't have education. But the only escape, honestly, from poverty is in those areas, education. And that's no different than the United States. We just talked about it that way, right? Like right. we talked about segregated populations, the same in Africa is the same thing happening in the United States. So education is a level is a leveler. And if we can help those young people move forward in ways, it may impact their families, which means that impacts their like their lineage. They get to break cycles. They break all the chains that have been on their family for generations. And it's all because we just decide from our own little bits, we're going to, we're going to give. And I'm not going to give one of those for the cost cost of a cup of coffee you can make i'm not (laughs) buying that because i know people have a lot more than just a cup of coffee right they like not i sit there and look at shoes sometimes like i'll drop i'll drop 150 on a pair of shoes and i'm sitting there going man but 150 could really do and i all of a sudden start looking i'm like let me write this let's let's get it out there because i've got shoes i've got what i need and until everybody else has what they need maybe i need to put a pause on me for a second yeah and start really giving back and, and making an impact well, you are the king of swag, either, even, even, and you make an impact. And as you can all tell, he's just a tad passionate about the things that matter most in this world, which is why I love this guy and have him on right now. So, um, and, and real quick, let's throw, let's, what's, what's, what's the way people can find out about Equitas? Uh, same story, Equitas.cc. Um, okay. Amazing, uh, again, connection to them. Uh, they're, they're just another one of those things I'm connected to that I just believe passionately about because of the, the connection to relationships. And relationships are the one thing, again, that will, will help move people forward in every level. So um, I just I think it's amazing work that, that they do over there and um, buy into it, you know. But Aaron, the main thing, and I, I'm going to plug all those all day long, but man, if you, I would tell everybody, like, what are you passionate about? Get in that thing. That's like, right. because you'll burn out. Yeah. You'll like go, oh, let me move to the next one, next one. Like, find what you really moves you and go there. And yeah. see what it is. And so if you're about education, come on. If you're about helping young kids, come on. If you're about the elderly, get there. Yeah. Like there are so many ways that we can help this world be better. Sometimes it's as easy as just taking an, a meal to a neighbor. Right. And sometimes it is about sending a financial gift to a place like Bright Moves for You. 
Right. <laughs> nice, nice plug. <laughs> well, and I, I actually just reposted that this week. Uh, it was knowing where to place the X and not a plug my own blog. But if you look for it, you'll see it. And the point was, um, you know, and I don't even remember the scripture now because I'm not that guy. But but <laughs> but um, there was a scripture there and it talked about if, if you can teach, then teach. And if you have a gift of prophecy, then prophecy. Right. If you have a gift of leadership, then lead. And, you know, I mean, it's scriptural that yeah. we do that. If okay. we have a gift and there's and I always tell people, man, and they're like, I don't know what my gift is. It's like, well, what do people look at you and say, man, how'd you do that? And you're like, that was easy. Yeah, that's your gift. <laughs> then yeah, then yeah. that's what God that's what God made you for is if yeah. you think it's easy and somebody else says, man, that's that's impossible yeah. for me to do or I have to work really, really hard to get there. And, and, you know, you can do that, but, but if God, if, if there's something in your life that somebody has said, man, you, how did you do that? That was so, you're like, that was so easy. <laughs> yeah. Start there, start there, because as you yeah. said, you'll burn out otherwise. Um, so, all right. I, and I, I hate to squeeze this part of it in, in the last no, few fine. minutes that we have, man, time's going too fast. I, I got to call you, uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, cause I, I hate, I hate, I wish we could give this, this segment as much time, girl, dad. Uh, you're a girl dad yes. until, till the latest edition. So you yep, have yep, just yep. the opposite. Uh, your son is, is, is the third mine's yeah. the first, but at the end of the day, man, we're both girl dads and, right. uh, the death of Kobe, man, if yeah. there's nothing else we took away from that, um, man, I had so, and I, I wasn't always a Kobe fan. Like you said, right. MJ LeBron's my guys from Cleveland, yeah. uh, MJ still the goat, yeah. but, um, but, uh, you know, Kobe wasn't always a fan. Right. Until afterlife. And man, may, may that be said of all of us. But um, his girl dad, that that video from the ESPN man, yeah. tore me up. And, and I know you're a girl dad. Uh, you just posted that picture. Uh, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, sent me that text that said, man, Kenny Chesney, <laughs> there goes my life. Tore me up right where I was standing. Um, man, talk about being a girl dad for a minute, because I know you're proud. Yeah, I man, you talk about Look, I'm, I'm I'm like lighting up now, just even thinking about it, baby. Yeah, so Addison, being a freshman in college, just drove off and broke my heart to see her drive away. But I was so proud because of what we poured into her mm-hmm. and the young lady she is. And then her younger sister, who's now 16, Bailey is a champ. Like Bailey is so resilient, such a loving, caring. In fact, she's been working through like with one of her classes, like personality tests and profiles and finding out who she is. And she's a helper. Yeah. And it, I could have already told you, you didn't have to take a test to tell me that she's always been helping. So looking at like the product and the outcome of these young girls, and I've had the impact on that. Cause when I was young, right. Give me five boys. I need a point guard, a shooting <laughs> guard, power forward, small and a center. I, I was thinking that's all I was going to do. Right. But uh, they have shifted the way that I viewed humanity because they come at it in a different way. So it was good for me to take my male masculine lens and shift and have to go, man, how are they looking at it though? Yeah. And I learned a lot more, man, they, they didn't care what I said. They care more what I did. And so if I didn't show up to the, to the little play, or if I didn't go to the game, whether it's soccer or basketball, whatever it was, if I didn't like, they would know like that wasn't real. So I made sure I was at everything I could be at. And it was such a powerful thing. And I still, they'll still curl up. My daughter, Addison hates hugs. <laughs> She'll hug the hockey out of me. Yeah. Like she knows that I just like, I, I adore her and Bailey is Bailey's all about some hugs and will give me everything. And it's just, we are such a close knit group yeah. and you're right. The death of Kobe was heartbreaking because, and I don't think it was just the death of Kobe, right? It was with his daughter. And we sat in the, I felt like I sat in the helicopter seat 
right. as it's going down, picturing me having to deal with mm. going down and holding my daughter. Yep. And so it sat real. And I'm like, you know, what? I'm not going to live another month. I'm not, I'm not giving flowers away at funerals anymore. I'm giving them before people are gone. So I want right. to, I want to give kudos out there. Like Aaron, you've been a shining example for me. Uh, we've, we've, we have chopped it up in iron sharpened iron over the years, man. Um, but we have tried to lean into this parenting thing and, and cha- champion for each other and tried to push it as far as we can. And man, you've been a trusted person for me. And I've appreciated that because they're an impact, honestly, because of 12 years of friendship with you too. Like yeah. some of their outcome is because of the things we've sharpened with each other mm-hmm. and the fires we had to go through. And that's what made us stronger. So thanks to you, man, like, and, and Heather, like you guys are freaking goats. <laughs> like, well, I, I would say, and so I'll, I'll rebound that back. I mean, again, we've met in, in IRL yeah, twice, yeah, yeah. There, uh, yeah. and, and both times, um, you know, especially the night that, that yeah. you're, you're 40th, um, yeah. you know, I got to stay at your house yeah, and yeah. man, those girls treated me like I was like, literally like I was your brother. Uh, I've never met them before in my yeah. life, but man, they treated <laughs> me with such we were cutting up, they were cutting up. I mean, just, I felt like a part of the family with them. And, and, uh, one of them even let me sleep in her, in her room. Clarify, unscripted. Uh, but no, I mean, she, you know, gave up, gave up her room for me and, and, uh, man, they've always treated me like family. And, and I, uh, I've, I've appreciated that. Um, and again, as you said, we've learned from each other. There's no manual, there's no script. But they're beautiful girls. You have a beautiful family. I can't wait to meet the youngest guy. Uh, so I need to get in. A, I need to get on a plane or get in the car and get down to Charlotte. And maybe we have to come up. Used to go to North Carolina. So. Well, maybe we have to come up that way because you know. <laughs> oh, that ain't gonna play well Sorry. here, man. You had everybody up until that moment. To all the Ohio people, hey, be gracious, extend love. Know that we can. It be- goes back to what we said earlier. You know, we we gotta love so. Uh, all right. Uh, we got, we got like one, one or two minutes. Uh, yeah. best book you're reading right now, man, you are, you are getting after me. Um, man, it's going to make me mad. Cause I feel like I want to dig into it right now, but the four agreements, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but it's about these, um, these, the four agreements, what do you agree with these four major factors? Um, it's, and it's a continual read for me all the time. Like I, I read it probably once a year I'm in the middle of it right now. And it just talks about what you like, what you agree with about yourself. And so I would challenge and every person in this world, I don't care how old or young you are, um, get the four agreements. It will change every single aspect of how you view your life, how you view scripture, how you view God, how you view friends, family. It will, uh, you're like, oh, I need to bring, I need to bring this to the table. And that's yeah. what it's going to be because it's at the end of the day, if you don't agree with the good parts of yourself, you're just a wounded warrior running around out there and you don't know, like you're not as strong as you need to be. So it's like, Let's agree with the the best parts of ourselves, and it, it will it will turn it upside down. I think it's it's definitely the book to to get hold of. Awesome. Who's the author? Don Pablo. It's like a three name. Um, forgive okay, me. My bad. <laughs> unscripted. Sorry, guys. Unscripted. Uh, yeah. The, it's gonna it's gonna drive me crazy. I'm sorry. I called him Don Pablo. It's something along that line. I, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's such a gripping read because the more I kept reading it it just the story itself was engulfing my own life every time I'm like oh yeah that's I needed to hear that especially when I work in human services so I need things to keep me grounded and to help me be you know my best self so I can be my best self for other people too well man you you've always been your best self to me um I again I can't thank you enough for being on today uh we got to do this more often even if it's not recorded uh it's just you and I cutting and ripping up uh I need to get down to Charlotte you need to get up here 
And uh, thank you so much, man. Um, last, 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 again, yep. links one more time, just in case anybody missed it. And I will put it in the, in the post too, but, but links one more time yeah. for uh, everything we talked about. Not a problem. You can go to, for our organization with www.rightmovesforyouth.org, not right moves for you, youth, Y-O-U-T-H dot O-R-G. Uh, you can check out equitas.cc. And you can also find me on all those fun social media platforms at Ryan Grammatico. He is a great friend. He's a great follow. And uh, hopefully, you know, some people ring you up or or, uh, or hit you up after this just to, if nothing else, to be a friend. It'll be the richest thing you've ever done. So I love you, brother. Thanks for coming on. And uh, we'll see you real soon. All right, man? Thanks, man. Thanks, dude. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conrad. Make sure to like, share, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out my song, Great and Mighty One, on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your music. We'll see you next time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad.